Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli. The following is a conversation with Sarah Peace. Sarah graduated from South Central High School in Elizabeth, Indiana in 2006, where she twice qualified for the state meet in cross country. Upon graduation from South Central, Sarah joined the Hoosiers of IU. At IU, Sarah was three times an All-American in the 3K steeple, where she placed seventh in 2009, fourth in 2010, and ninth in 2011. As it stands today, Sarah is, the, is Indiana alumni number one in the steeple in 940, 20th in the 5K in 1610, 8th in the 10K in 33.02, 6th in the half marathon in 113.43, and 8th in the marathon in 238.19. If that isn't impressive enough, Sarah is also a four-time Olympic trials qualifier and 11-time USA Outdoor Championship qualifier. Since graduating from IU, Sarah has spent time as an assistant coach for IU and Ball State. In August of 2021, Sarah was named the head track and field and cross-country coach at Ohio University. During this conversation, we cover Sarah's start in the sport, her experience in high school, her time at IU, how she was able to go from a solid high school runner to a three-time All-American, her coaching experiences, and what she's learned during her coaching journey so far. I really enjoyed this conversation with Sarah. She's a super driven, determined person, who, when she sets her mind to something is very hard to deter. As a coach, she cares deeply about her athletes and seeing them have as much success as possible. Thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. If you have any ideas or guests you'd like to see on the podcast, feel free to reach out. As always, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I give you Sarah Peace. Sarah, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? It's good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How has uh, the track season been going? It's been going well. You know, our our team has improved a lot throughout the year, and um, I'm excited to see how we do at our conference meet here in uh, three weeks. Three weeks? Okay. <clears throat> Is that kind of the, the big one before the tournament? Yeah, it's, you know, we have, um, we'll, we'll compete again this coming weekend, um, at Drake relays, some of us will, and then some of us will go to West Virginia and then we'll take an off weekend and then we have conference. So pretty, pretty excited about the last couple weeks. Cool. Has it been moving fast? Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It seems like, you know, we just started cross country season in the fall. And so, um, I, I had my daughter uh, three weeks before we went to team camp. So it's been, it's been a wild year. Yeah, I bet. That sounds like a lot. Uh, Well, cool. So we are going to start off the podcast with a little tear talk, which we do every time. Um, This week, the question is, if you could have any fictional character as a friend, who would be your top three choices? Uh, Do you want me to go first? You want to go first? You can go first. Okay. So number three for me is Gandalf like just having a a wizard friend would be super cool but also just having like a wise like older friend like that would be be pretty beneficial uh number two is Iron Man I think uh I think his character is like cool and funny but I also think just having access to like all of like his technology and the things he has access to would be super cool again to use the suit if you'd let me that'd be super awesome and the number one uh, is Jim from the office. 
Uh, I work in an office setting, I work for an accounting software company. And uh, I don't know, I feel like him being a, like a friend in the office would be be cool. I almost put Dwight in that spot. I don't know if you're an office fan, but because that would be that'd be very entertaining. But I don't know if I'd want him as an actual friend. So those are my top three. Awesome. Um, so mine were it, it was a hard choice, but um in no particular order. Um Olivia Benson from Law and Order SVU, because she's total boss. I really she's awesome. Um and then this is kind of a cheat one, but the Rose family from Schitt's Creek, because they're all like really funny. They're all really different. Um, and then my last one is uh, Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers, because that is my favorite movie. So, okay. That's a solid list right there. Olivia Benson's a good one. I grew yeah, up I, you. I had to think for a minute. I had like a lot, I instantly thought of a lot of, you know, just like real people, regular people. Um, and then I was like, okay, fictional <laughs> yeah 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 this was like a harder list than i thought it would be like to make because I'll, I'll usually like google like whatever the topic is i'll kind of google it to give me like some ideas but i don't know obviously there are a ton of fictional characters out there yeah yeah no i'm happy with my three <laughs> yeah solid three there okay so we have also started another new little icebreaker section here uh this is try number two see how it goes here it's called car talk. It's like for the the thoughts that you have while you're driving in the car. Um, so I can go first if you want. Um, and you don't have to if you don't have any, but you can uh, chime in on what what I have to say here. So my first one, a little bit more serious, is uh, a key ingredient to happiness in life is growing your ability to find joy and enjoyment in whatever situation you're in. Um, I think like there's so much of life that's out of out of your control and like growing and learning, having the ability to step into a situation that you don't necessarily want to be in, but having that perspective of like, how can I make this the best possible possible situation? How can I find enjoyment in this? I think that kind of mindset perspective can like lead to a lot of happiness in life. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I agree. That's, that's interesting. I think that my car thoughts are probably less, um, thought provoking than yours. Um, <laughs> um, usually my, I mean, my serious ones usually just like kind of decompressing after the day, you know, when I'm driving home and just thinking about like reflecting a little bit on like what happened at, you know, usually the last thing I do before I go home is practice. So kind of thinking back on that, but, mm -hmm. um, that is much more um, interesting. <laughs> I like, I bounce back and forth between my thoughts like that. And then I like, I don't really have much road rage. Like I don't get mad about a lot while I'm on the road, but there are like a few things that really like grind my gears. <laughs> like when someone like drifts into your lane for a while, that like kind of grinds my gears. <laughs> and I'll, I'll have like intrusive thoughts of like just ramming into them <laughs> or something like that. So I go back from like, from deep thoughts to, I'm about to hit someone and go to jail or something. So <laughs> yeah, I my commute's only like 10 minutes. So I don't have a ton of time. And mm. um, you know, it's a pretty Athens is pretty small. Um, so I don't have a ton of time or a ton of people on the road with me. Yeah. Do you have like space in your life to to think? Like do you journal or anything like that? Or you you stay pretty busy, I assume. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I do stay busy. I, um, do like to keep a journal. I like to, I like to keep a running log too, and try to write a few things down. Um, right now I'm kind of keeping a journal of, um, some things like my daughter to do with like my daughter's first year of life. But, you know, I would say that since having her, I probably journal less, but, um, you know, I try to do a gratitude journal. I think that's, you know, a pretty, um, easy and quick thing to do, but it's a good reminder. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so we are going to kind of go through your, your running and coaching journey here. And we usually start from the beginning. So I'll start there. How did you get your start in running? How were you introduced to the sport? What was the beginning like? Um, I went to seventh grade track practice, which was the first time I ever really ran like in an organized setting. Um, and I just did that. There was, um, there's a high school student or athlete, um, who won the state meet in the 300 hurdles. And she was the only, uh, athlete from our school to ever win a state championship. And so I was like, Oh, well, I want to do the hurdles. And so, I kind of really went there with the intention of being a sprinter and, you know, I don't know, we just had trials for every event and I tried the mile and I was like, cause I thought I could, you know, beat the other people that were running the mile. And so then, um, that's kind of how I got into the distance side of it. Okay. Were you doing any other sports or any activities at this time? Or? Yeah, I did. I did volleyball. I did basketball. I did uh, cheerleading and then I did track. So, and then eventually quit volleyball and just did cross country. But yeah, I was kind of trying different things, but basketball was really my, like my first love for sure. Basketball, as you said. Yeah. yeah. So for, so you ran this mile in seventh grade, was it like love right away or did you okay I'm actually pretty good at this I'll stick with it or what was the thought there yeah it was like I I I was the fastest person on my team and I didn't I can't really remember I think it was like I don't think it was like super fast but it was just fast enough to be like oh that might be you know relatively good and so um I was kind of like all right I'll do that but I still get to do the hurdles so I did like the 100 hurdles and the mile no um, no way junior high yeah oh well that's awesome uh, so how was the, like the rest of middle school or junior high and then like the transition to high school, uh, running wise? Yeah. I mean the next year, um, in eighth grade, I did cross country, you know, I kind of, it was just kind of a natural, I guess, progression. I think I still did volleyball that year. Um, and then in high school, I just picked, um, I decided I would just pick cross country. Um, and then also did track. I, I played basketball in high school too. So, you know, I kind of just, stuck with those and you know I ran during the season but I didn't really know what to do otherwise so I played basketball all year round and it was you know um that's just kind of how it was it, we had, were from a really you know small area and so basketball was kind of the thing it was um a team sport and I know like cross country is a team sport but like we had a really small um track team you know in even in junior high, but definitely in high school, like when you really had four, uh, people on the track team. So oh, I just, it was a, it was a different experience than, you know, um, playing basketball. And so that's kind of why I stuck with, uh, I mean, I enjoyed basketball, but I stuck with it cause I liked the team aspect of it. Mm. Did you, so you said basketball was your first love. Did you ever consider playing basketball in college or pursuing it further? Um, I did. I would have 
been playing like at a smaller school. And so um, we had a really good team for, you know, we were in the class 1A uh, for basketball and we had a really good team. And so I just um, didn't think that, you know, I just didn't really think that I could get that much better, which I guess I probably could have gotten better at basketball. Um, but I didn't, you know, our fans were really good. It was just this really special experience. And I didn't know how that would be at the college level at like a really small school. Yeah. Do you ever still play? Um, I will shoot around some, I actually, my first coaching job was coaching high school basketball. And so mm. I played some with those guys and, um, but I haven't shot in a little, in a while. So, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, how was your, your high school experience? What, uh, what was your training like? What do you remember about that, that time? Um, my training was, you know, I would go to practice Monday through Friday. I, didn't know really anything about training It's it's kind of funny to look back because there's so many resources now and like, you know, Strava or, you know, all these high school runners know each other and they, you know, compete against each other. And that just wasn't how it was, um, for me. And I did everything my coaches said, but I didn't know to run on, like, for example, I didn't know really to run on the weekends. They, mm-hmm. that was just not something that necessarily they told me to do. So I just didn't do it. It wasn't that I was trying not to, but I would say I probably ran like 15 to 20 miles a week. And you know, that's just how it was. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite moments from, from high school? Any highlights? Um, yeah, you know, our, um, my senior year, we won our conference as a team and that was the first like real team experience from the running part of things. And so, you know, it was pretty special just because I convinced some of the people that I play basketball with, like, let's, let's all do cross country. So we're in shape for, you know, in shape for basketball. And, you know, of course I had, you know, goals of making the state meet and stuff, but um, you know, and that was, that was great. But I think that was just cool to get to experience that on a team level. Yeah. So, so being a multi-sport athlete, did you view yourself as a basketball player or as a runner, or did you really think about that? I don't think I ever really thought about it. Um, I, w- I guess I would say I would have said I was both, but yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. Okay. What, uh, what the summers look like for you? Um, we went to a lot of basketball camps, played a lot of basketball and, you know, I actually, eventually I ran a little bit more, you know, it was probably my freshman year. I didn't run that much. And then like, I went, you know, to a running camp before my senior year. So I got a little bit better, um, in that way, cat <laughs> trying to make an appearance. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I've definitely definitely had that before. I've got two cats, two cats of my own. They like to make a little, a little appearance, but uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. <laughs> this is not a high production <laughs> podcast. Don't worry. He, uh, he loves the basement and that's where I am. So mm. do you just have one cat? Yep. We have one cat and he, he travels everywhere with us. So he's been to the Olympic trials. That's the oh. fact. So. That's cool. Do you guys have any other pets? We don't right now. No. Okay. Cats are great. They're obviously very low maintenance. Like you don't have to walk them. It's we do. We walk him too. So that's, oh, our, really? we've made our cat 
um, a high maintenance guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Are you walk him like down the sidewalk and stuff? Yeah, we well he we take him on trails and stuff on a leash, and we you know go for a walk, and he loves it. So yeah, that's that's, awesome. um, it's it's fun for us. So. so will he like stay on on the sidewalk, or is he? Um, we don't do a lot of sidewalks because it's too close to the road. But he'll stay on mm -hmm. the trail, and he'll kind of like the trail helps him because it's got a boundary, you know. So mm, okay. Um, the summer was a lot of a lot of basketball camps. Did you do any running? Um, yeah, a little bit. It's hard for me to remember. It's unfortunately been a long time, um, kind of sneaks up on you, but, um, you know, we didn't have practice. We didn't have formal practice. So any running I did was on my own and, you know, we might play every single weekend, a tournament or something. And so, um, I did swim, we had a summer swim team. So I did that for a couple years in high school and, um, you know, kind of just tried to stay in shape. Yeah. Uh, was there ever a point in high school that you would say you like fell in love with running or track or cross country? Yeah, I think I just, I enjoyed the competition part of it a lot. And, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I just fell in love with just like going for runs until a little bit later, but I didn't, I didn't train. It wasn't that I was running like 40 miles or more a week in high school. So a lot of my training was just shorter. Um, but I would say I just really loved competing and, you know, I don't know for lack of any other way to say it, just beating people. Um, and you know, I, it was, you could just see how hard you could push yourself. So there was just, you know, it wasn't, it was just on you kind of the thing. So it, very different, um, than a team sport. Yeah, absolutely. So knowing like how much you'd go on to accomplish, do you have any regrets about how like little you trained during during high school no because I think that um you know it, it just set me up to have a longer career and I still love doing it I just never have gotten burnt out and I don't know that if you you know train more in high school that means you're going to get burnt out I don't think so um but you know for me I think I needed like I loved the experience that I had. So, you know, I would have loved to have been like, you know, all state or run faster. Um, but I think that, you know, it just worked out how it should have. Yeah. So now being kind of on the other side of things, being a coach on, on the college level, like when you're looking to recruit different girls, like is how much, is, how important is it that they, they've been running a lot that they like that kind of, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, I think it's kind of individual. So, um, you know, we recruit all kinds of different people. I think like our, our freshman class that came to Ohio this year, you know, we had someone who dedicated themselves to running, you know, we had more than one person dedicate themselves to running, you know, year round and they're running higher, you know, 40 plus miles a week in high school. And then we had, you know, somebody who they played field hockey and they ran, the cross country races and then, you know, ran a little bit more in outdoor, but in, and she ended up being our number one runner in cross country. So it's like, you know, it just, it kind of depends, but you know, what I looked for in all of them was that they competed hard and they, you know, the conversations we had about like, you know, them wanting to be good and just, mm. you know, different things like that. And so I think it, you can be good in college with different backgrounds. Yeah. That desire to compete, what 
it's probably like a, a certain percentage, but how easily is that coached and how much of it is just like innate desire to be good? Um, I think that it's hard to coach someone to want to be good, but I think that if, you know, if someone wants to be good, it's pretty easy to help them take the steps. Um, mm -hmm. even if it's a challenge, you know, there's different challenges, even if, you know, you want to be good, there's other things that can, um, you know, derail that specific thing. But, um, I think that kids that are competitive and want to be good, you can kind of bring that, even if it's like not something that they're in your face about it, you can bring it out of them a bit. Mm, for sure. So you would go on to run for IU. Uh, what was that process like of deciding to go to IU? Where else were you considering? How did yeah, that come about? Well, this is also just kind of different for than what, you know, you would mostly see from, um, people, especially in my world right now, where like you're recruiting someone and they have like, you know, whatever, five schools and, or more. Um, IU was really the only place that I even really considered going. It was the only place I applied to. And which is kind of funny because I didn't realize, I don't think I realized the level at which I was trying to do things initially. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of a, it, it just, it worked out, but I went to the IU running camp uh, the summer before my senior year and the coach at the time was, you know, put on the women's side of things. And I just asked her, you know, what, do, what do I need to do to walk on? And I don't even know how that came across my mind to think to be asking that at, <laughs> you know, at camp, but she told me to make, <laughs> make the state meet and break five thirty in the mile. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, um, I made the state meet that year. I think I was 84th. And then uh, I ran 526 that spring. So I met wow. the requirements. Um, but yeah, I don't think, you know, senior year self wouldn't, didn't really realize what that meant. Um, I think kids are much more aware of what it takes now. Yeah. So would you have gone to IU if you, even if you couldn't run there? I don't know. I think I was just like, I'm going to run here. <laughs> I'm going to like make this work. And so, you know, I, I, it was, I didn't even think twice about it, which is funny to think back because, you know, 526 was not, I was good for my high school. I was good for my area, but it wasn't something that would be like, Oh, this would really impress. You know, I, in my recruiting class, there were girls that ran, you know, sub five minutes, sub 11 minutes and, you know, in the mile and two mile. And so, um, you know, I was just like, it's one of the rare occasions where probably ignorance was bliss. Um, <laughs> and I just was like, okay, well, I'll just work hard enough and this will work out. Yeah. Have you always been pretty like one track mind? Like you set your mind to something and that's kind of it. I'm going to, I'm going to go get it. Uh, mo for the most part, I, th I think so. Um, but that, yeah, I mean, that was just something like I loved IU since I was like a, since I can remember, you know, being a fan and all that stuff. And so it just was something that was really important to me. Yeah. So how was the the transition to IU? How were the first, the first year? How'd that go? Yeah, I, you know, I, it, it went well. I think I realized like I wasn't very good, but I did like, I just did whatever was assigned to me. I think my mileage got up to like 40 to 48. Um, 
and I ended up like, I was probably the worst or second worst on the team. And so my goal was to compete in a uniform in the spring. And so I thought that was, you know, realistic. And then, um, I did, I ran, I ran the steeple chase outdoors, um, and ran at the big 10 championships. It wasn't, I did not score any points, but you know, it was just a goal. The first goal was like, okay, be good enough to travel in a uniform and race. And so, um, and then we had a coaching change. And so then, you know, things changed, um, from there in terms of the training and the mileage, but, um, yeah, that first year, I think I just didn't really know. So I was just learning how to train. I didn't even know the steeplechase was a, an event until I was, you know, in college as a freshman. Yeah. Um, was it pretty intimidating, like with your class uh, and you described how good they were, like, was that motivating or intimidating or how was, what was your mind? Like, I, I don't remember being intimidated. I think I just remember being like, okay, I need to like work pretty hard. I need to work harder. I need to get better. Um, and I was the only person in my class to graduate, um, still on, I mean, they, everyone probably graduated, but still on the team. Um, so, you know, it just, people did some different things, um, transferred, quit. And I don't know. Anyway, it just ended up being a pretty unique situation. Yeah. So you would eventually go on to be a two-time All-American. When, uh, when would you say that transition kind of happened to like, okay, I can actually compete with the best of the best? Um, yeah, my junior year, I just took a big jump. Um, I had been training at higher mileage. I definitely, I've never been injured. So that's kind of my, if I have a superpower, that would, I guess, be it. You know, some people are fast and, you know, over like faster. Um, I just <laughs> don't ever get hurt so I can keep training. Um, and I was training, you know, more mileage and, um, yeah, that spring things just kind of started to click. And I, my first race, I PR'd in the steeplechase mm -hmm. by 26 seconds. Um, and I just remember before that race, we were at Oregon for, I think it was like a Pepsi challenge or something. There were four teams and my coach told me, you know, just run with the Oregon girls until you can't. <laughs> and then I, and then I won the race and ran 10 22. And I was like, huh, well, you know, I, that was good. You know, it was good. And then yeah. <laughs> it kind of just progressed from there. I think I ended up running 1006 that year. And so that was just a pretty big breakthrough. Yeah. So that transition from being like a, like you said, a solid or above average runner in your area in high school to being a two-time D1 All-American. Um, is there anything besides like being you know, pretty injury resistant um, that really led to the, those breakthroughs? I think just having people to train with and push me, you know, having my coach that pushed me, but you know, just the team too. And we just like, it was, I don't know. It was just a lot of good racing opportunities. That was important. Um, but I think just sticking with it for a, a long time was the key for me. Yeah. Were you ever close to, to giving it up? No, I just, I, I think that I just didn't, I would have never realized when I started at IU, how long, how far I had to go, you know, to get to the level that I eventually got to. But I think again, that was probably not a bad thing for me. Yeah. 
Um, is there anything that you'd go back and tell either your high school self or college self? Like they maybe do differently or? Um, I think my high school self, probably not to be so nervous because I was really nervous in high school. I would get, I mean, I, it was hard for, I would eat a banana and it would just be hard to eat the banana because I like before the race and stuff, I mean, I would eat lunch and everything, but I would just get so nervous. And it was just, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, not that big of a deal. And we, it would even be nervous for like a try meet, you know? And so I think that that would be my big thing is like, it'll just be fine. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> when do those nerves finally go away for you? When the gun goes off. Okay. <laughs> do you still feel that way for races like today even? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I were to go race, I think that I would be, you know, later on, like, you know, when I eventually ran a marathon, it's like, I wasn't nervous. I would just, but you know, a month out, you just kind of start to think about what's about to happen. And mm -hmm. it just, you know, you just kind of have to manage it. And I mean, I even get nervous now coaching. Now you have obviously less control because the gun goes off and you're like, you know, yeah. how's this going to be? You know, I usually have a decent idea, but you don't have any control over it. So it's a different type, but I do think, you know, if I were to race in a month, I would still feel the same way. Mm. So is it, what, where do the nerves come from? Is like, do you want to, you want to do a good job? Is that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just kind of like, you kind of just know that you're going to be in a lot of pain at some point and <laughs> you know, you've, put a lot into it. I think that's part of it is that you just put a lot in, into it. Um, and so you want to, want to do a good job. Yeah. So you, like I've mentioned already multiple times, you've accomplished a lot at IU. Do you have a favorite accomplishment or favorite moment? Um, I th that's hard. Um, I think my favorite moment was when we qualified for na the national championship in cross country as a team. So I think that that, because it was just, you know, it was a big deal for the, our group and, um, our regional meet was run in Indiana at home. And, you know, we were, it was just really an exciting time. Um, individually, probably when I have been an all American, what were my favorite, you know, moments? Yeah. Um, how did the steeple come about? Like, how did you get into that event? Well, I was a hundred and three hundred hurdler in high school. Um, so I did that all through high school. I ran the hundred, three hundred, mile, two mile, a lot of meets. Wow. Um <laughs> and then, you know, when I got to college, I my coach knew that I had done that and she was like, Well, you're gonna be in the steeple. You're not scared to jump over the, you know, the hurdles. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't obvious I just didn't know. Um, but yeah, I got into it, loved it. And, you know, kind of just stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, what did you study at IU and what did you, I guess, either heading into it or heading out of it? What did you think you'd be doing? Um, so I studied, my degree was in, um, human biology with a concentration in human health and disease. Um, going into school, I, I thought I would be interested in going to law school or physical therapy school, which aren't really close together or related, but, um, one of those two things. And then by the time I left, I knew I wanted to coach eventually. Okay. Where did that desire come, come from? 
Um, I think I just, just my experience, my coach Homer, um, my experience with him at IU was just so wonderful. And I thought like, you know, I didn't really realize all the things that coaches at the college level have to do. And I was like, man, it sounds like fun to like come to practice and go on these trips and coach people. And like, you know, (laughs) it just seemed like there couldn't be anything better to better to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It seems like you were good enough or at least close to being good enough to run professionally. Did you spend any time running professionally after college? So I, I kept training, um, for quite a while after college. Um, I, the year that I graduated was 2011. So then 2012 was the Olympic trials. So kind of the first thing I, you know, I didn't know how long I would run, but I was like, well, you know, it's like a year, so I can do that for a year and, um, train. And, uh, I ended up being 10th at that meet. And then I was like, oh, well, this is, you know, like that was fun. And so, I I joined a, a training group in Austin, Texas for a few years. And then, um, after 2016, which I also ran the steeple, um, I kind of tried to move to a little bit more marathon training and just change some stuff up, try some stuff I hadn't done, you know, um, previously, cause I'd been more focused on the steeplechase. So, um, yeah, I trained for quite a while. It seems, it seems now, um, now that I haven't trained for a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Where did your career take you during that time? In terms of like competitions or, uh, like your, uh, like working, like coaching and oh. yeah. So I, um, I worked like four different jobs the first year out of school, just because I wanted to pay for, I didn't have any a contract, so I wanted to pay for the trips to go race. And that one of my jobs was high school basketball coach. So I just, you know, had a lot of fun with that. I did that for two years. And then when I was in Texas, um, our team was sponsored by Adidas. So there was, you know, a little bit of a contract. Um, but I also coached uh, at a, a group called Marathon High. It was just group of um, high school and middle school kids we coached them to run the half or the full marathon in in Austin and so it was kind of unique a unique situation but it was fun to to work with um, work with those kids and then um, I was a part-time nanny and it was kind of like a barter so I they basically had a garage apartment that I lived in while I was there okay Um, so now that you're a college coach which do you prefer what are the the differences, I guess, between like working with high schoolers at first and then now college students? Um, well, the college students are the people that you recruit. So you kind of get to know them and, you know, I guess they pick you, you pick them kind of thing. Um, I, what I like about high school is, you know, you have kids that show up and you figure out how to help them get better, you know, and mm. it's just whoever's there. Um and, you know, coaching high school basketball was different for obvious, a, a number of obvious reasons. I, um, coach high school cross country for one year as an assistant too. So, um, I think in high school, you know, kids get a lot better typically just because, you know, some kids may have never run before and at the college level, you know, you, the expectation is, you know, the people that you recruit have run. Um, so both, it's just a very different, um, 
you know, you might have someone in high school that's not as dedicated, but you can kind of draw them in and then they get a lot better. And that's super mm -hmm. rewarding at the college level. You just have the, these athletes with, they have a lot of goals and you, you know, feel responsible to help them figure out a way to fight, to achieve those goals. And so that's super fun as well. Definitely. I think that's probably my favorite part about coaching high school is just the range of it. Like you have the opportunity to coach kids who can potentially go D1. And you also have kids who go from 27 minutes in the 5k down to 20 minutes in the 5k, like throughout their career. It's just like, I don't know. And they're both like, it, it means the same to both of them to see, to see their improvement. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of what I saw when I worked with high schoolers. They, you know, even if the goals aren't like win the state championship, they still have really meaningful goals. And I think that, you know, that's the one thing that's similar across the board is um, cause I've coached adults to just recreationally, you know, there's each person always has a goal that means a lot to them. And mm. so to, for them to let you be part mm. of that process, I think is pretty special. And so, and then the trust that they, you know, have in, in you to help them is, you know, it kind of holds mm. you accountable to also do your best. Yeah, absolutely. I think the most excited I saw a kid get this year was he was like trying to break 20, like all season in the 5k and cross country. And he finally did it. And he just lost his mind. <laughs> he was going crazy. It was like, it was, it was so cool, but like no one else, like you're not going to see that on the results page. It's not going to jump out to you and like no one else from any other team is really going to understand what's going on. But yeah, it's just cool to see those, those moments, how much they mean to, to each kid. Um, as far as like your, your post-college running, do you have a, a favorite moment from all of your, your time there? Oh man. Yeah, that's hard. It just, it's, it's, it was a lot of running. Um, I, I mean, I think the times competing at the Olympic trials, you know, were pretty special. And, um, the last, you know, real competitive race I did was, um, it was like a knack at cross country, um, meet. And so just, even though it wasn't like a world championship team for the U S I think competing for the U S was really cool like that was probably the um it it was this crazy cross, cross country race in Canada on a, the side of a mountain and so it was like never going to be like super fast or anything but it was just pretty cool to get to do that yeah absolutely um and then similar question to what I asked a little while ago but taking the step from being an all-american uh in 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 college to being like even better post-college is there anything you attribute to, to that success? I think I would give a similar answer in that, you know, I just, I upped the training level. I ran, you know, faster, the workouts got better. My mileage went up, you know, a little bit here and there. Um, you know, I just continued to put myself in the best race situations that I could find. And I, you know, for the most part, I trained with, you know, different people. And so I think just having, my, the group that I ran with in Texas, it was just made up of people that they were the best on their college team, you know, so it was a different, it was a little different experience. And, um, you know, that, that just pushed me. Yeah. Uh, so then your, your coaching career, uh, I know you spent some time at IU, spent a little bit of time at Ball State. Where has that, that path led you? 
Yeah. Um, so I moved back to Bloomington to be a volunteer assistant. Um, and just, I thought I, I, I thought I wanted to coach, but I just wanted to be sure before I, you know, dove, you know, all the way in, I guess. Um, and I did my master's while I was there. So, you know, Bloomington kind of has a way of keeping you longer than maybe you thought you would be. So um, (laughs) I didn't think I would necessarily be there five years, but um, it was awesome. It was great to learn from coach Helmer and um, Andrew, who uh, was one of my teammates, but both of them just, I learned a lot from both of them um, in different ways. Yeah. So did you, once you spent that time there, did you know that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. I, um, you know, I got to be around the program when um, a lot of good things happened. The men won the indoor Big Ten meet twice, and that was just really cool to, at a very small scale, just be a part of the program at that point. Um, And then the cross-country teams, I'm pretty sure they were top 20 at the national meet, both men and women, at least once you know, and I had always followed IU like as a fan and stuff, but just to, you know, get to watch the coaching staff and how they did things and, you know, the different things that each coach brought, um, you know, it helped me, it just helped me learn a lot of how I would want to do things as a coach. Yeah. So, you, so you've coached at like many different levels. You coached adults, you coached high schoolers. I think you said middle schoolers there at one point. How did you know you wanted to do to coach at the college level? Yeah, I think, well, one, because that would be full time. Um, You know, I I wanted to be able to focus on that. Of course, there are other things that, you know, college coaches do other than coach. But um, I just my college experience was awesome. And so I just wanted to be able to give other people hopefully a good experience. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what about coaching like really gets you excited? What's your what are your favorite parts of it? Um, I mean, I just I love being at the meets, just watching kids run because, you know, they had like, every time we go race, you know, we have a number of people compete. And so someone's going to have a great day. And so it's just fun to see different people progress. Um, you know, every single kid on the, uh, track team has gotten better this year. And so, you know, we're in a rebuilding phase for our track program. Um, and it's really exciting just to see kids buy in, um, and, really dedicate themselves to this and get better yeah so you uh you spent I think a year at Ball State as well how did that come about you know it was at the end of COVID my my husband graduated from physical therapy school and so you know I didn't we didn't I didn't want to move before then because we didn't want to live apart and so at that point I was like okay I'm ready to go get a job well then COVID happened so a lot of people you know had hiring freezes but then when Ball State was open that just seemed like a really cool opportunity you know it's in the state of Indiana um and yeah I was really excited about that yeah how was your time there for that year it, it was great. Uh, you know, the team, the girls that I coached were just wonderful. It was, it's a women's only program. And so I think I had 12, 13 women and one graduated at this after first semester. So I had 12 women in the spring and, you know, it helped me a lot because I could just focus, um, and kind of cultivate the, the process that I went through as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot that year for sure. And, just how to do 
do things kind of on my own, you know, not on my own. Cause there was of course a staff, but you know, I had never been in charge of my own group by myself and it was such a learning experience, but, um, the women that I got to coach were just awesome. I really loved them. That's awesome. Uh, so did you, you knew you wanted to be a head coach or were you content to be an assistant somewhere? Um, I didn't really know that I wanted to be a head coach. It just ended up being a really good opportunity. And so, um, yeah, I didn't really think that I would be a head coach at this point, but it's, you know, it has its perks. Yeah. So you <laughs> took over as the head track and field and cross country coach at Ohio in August of 2021. Uh, how did that opportunity come about? How has it been so far? What have you learned? All that good um, stuff. you know, I have learned so much. I, you know, I had I could write workouts, which is, you know, only a small part of it. I think where I've, I, I've learned that now I'm in charge of a staff, like uh, how to be better at being in charge of a staff. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, similar to helping athletes get better, you know, the hope is, is that the people that, um, are on our staff at Ohio, they feel like they're growing as coaches. They have the opportunity to get better. Um, you know, they're given resources and, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes, you know, to feel like, well, you know, are you doing all the right things? And, um, I think just, it comes down to, I always just try to do the right thing. And so, um, you know, I think it, it's just been fun too, because Ohio is a program that has been good in the past and they, you know, haven't been good for a while and to, you know, help, you know, that program get better has been a great challenge, but it's also been very rewarding. Yeah. What about, uh, like kind of on the personal side, the move to Ohio, did you know anybody there? How's the transition on that side of things been? No, I mean, we don't, we don't know anyone. I'm really our staff. Um, I am the oldest person on staff and I'm only 35. So, you know, we have a young staff and we, you know, we socially, that's, you know, a, a good outlet for us, but, you know, I think my husband's pretty go with the flow. He's super supportive and that's helpful because his, in his job, you know, can, um, he can do that any, almost anywhere. So whenever I was like, so what do you think about maybe moving to Athens, Ohio? He was kind of just like, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, he actually, he looked up all of the places to run. Like he, he was trying to see if it was a good place to run. He, he also was, um, a collegiate athlete at, uh, Tulsa and okay. he was like, wow, it looks like a great place to run, you know? And you <laughs> just, we kind of just dove head first. Um, and so it's been, I've been lucky to have, you know, a lot of support, but, and, and we're only four hours from my family. So that's mm. nice too. Yeah. Does it feel like home yet? Yeah, it, it does because, you know, we just, we bought a house this summer, so we're a little more settled. Awesome. You know, I had, I had our daughter this, uh, this July. And so that's our first, our first child. And so, you know, we've, we're getting our feet under us a little bit. I would say year one was just, I was trying to learn a hundred things and not mess up most of those things. And so yeah. it was a little crazy, but yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, you know, just continuing to, um, establish our home. Yeah. Does it feel like a place you could be for a while? 
yeah I would like to be here a while you know I think I think the thing about Ohio is is there's a lot of room to grow right now and so I'm still learning a lot I don't have everything you know figured out from you know the coaching standpoint my goal is to just keep keep learning keep getting better you know and see where it goes yeah um talking a little bit of uh coaching specifics is there uh share as much as you'd like with this but with your training philosophy are there any like key workouts you really like mileage progression different things like that that you really yeah they really rely on yeah i mean in terms of the mileage you we kind of look at um what they've done in high school so obviously if someone is like the 20 mile kid we're not gonna move them to like 60 in year one probably unless well we just probably don't at all um so we kind of do the mileage as it makes sense and you know some people have had injury history so there might be more cross training we have altered g access so those things you know just ebb and flow on an individual basis um and then what was the first part of that? Sorry. Uh, like key workouts. Key workouts. Oh yes. Um, you know, I think the doing tempo based stuff is always, you know, really good. We try to keep that, um, pretty consistent throughout, but yeah, I mean the key workout, I don't know. One of our, I guess, key, I would say key workouts. We're having, um, one of our athletes debut in a 10 K this week. Um, she did 10 by a K on a minute rest. And so that's one of the, you know, classic, I guess, 10 K type type workouts, but yeah, I mean, we have, you know, I try to mix it up. Um, we have a lot of different, different moving pieces where, you know, we have our steeplers, sometimes they'll do hurdle specific type stuff. And, you know, our eight fifteen group will do something different than our, you know, 5k group. So, um, yeah, it's been a lot of moving pieces this spring. Yeah, I bet. Uh, what about kind of the flip side of that coin with culture? Like what, uh, what are you trying to build at Ohio? What do you want your team to kind of be about? Yeah, you know, the one the one thing that we've focused so much on this spring is just competing. Um, beat everybody you can in, in the race. You know, sometimes people get been out of shape about, oh, I don't like the heat. I don't want this heat or, you know, this and that. But when we just break it down to the most like basic concept is when we go to the MAC championship and we're trying to score as many points as we can, um, it might be the worst weather day in the world. But if you beat everybody else if you medal you're just still beating all these people and mm. so um we've really focused on competing but as a side effect of that you know everyone's had huge prs so mm. that's been one of our our things um that we focused on yeah i imagine that's even harder to convey like you said um even back when i was running in high school like we didn't have strava we didn't have much social media and now like everyone wants to post their time on Strava wants to like show off how fast they ran. It's imagine it's even harder now to convince kids to just go out and compete and not really worry about the time. Yeah. And you know, the, I think the thing that they're realizing is the more you compete, the better the time will eventually get. Mm. You know, we've had some wild weather um, meets, but at the end of the day, you know, you just got to prepare yourself and do the best you can with what's given. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what have you learned specifically about coaching girls, maybe compared to boys? Like what, 
what are the differences? Like what, uh, yeah, what's, what have you learned? I'm, I mean, I actually, so, um, I work with, I, I coach the men's cross country team too here. We don't have track. Um, and honestly, I think that they're more similar than what people think. Um, hmm. You know, I think it's just sometimes different personalities, but I don't know that that's specific to gender. It's, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's been fun. And, you know, the, the programs are, you know, the women are a little bit, I would say better than the, the men in the cross country realm. I mean, they just have finished better at, you know, our conference and regional meets. And so um, just, but just trying on both sides to, have a really good culture with people dedicated that care about this has been, you know, one of those big priorities. Um, but we combined the programs. They weren't combined when I got to Ohio, they were separate. And so we combined it. And that's been, I think, a shock for all involved, but they, they've gotten <laughs> used to it. And I think that they like it better that way. Hmm. That's a really interesting uh, perspective, I guess. Uh, like it's more, Maybe more personality than it is necessarily like gender. I think that's, that's pretty true. Yeah. Because I think that every athlete, you know, wants to know that you really care that you Mm -hmm. have a plan for them, that you believe in them and that, you know, they want, they all want competitive opportunities. So it's just a, maybe they convey that in a different way. Um, But at the, at the basic level, I think that those are three of the things that they, you know, they, and they just want to be, you know, they want to be part of something. And so, Mm. um, I think it, it, in the basic way, they're very similar. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what, uh, what plans do you have for the future? I imagine you'll be, you don't have much plans beyond Ohio, but anything running wise, anything else coming, coming down the pipeline? Uh, I'm trying to run, you know, consistently just for, you know, leisure, um, which is going relatively well. I ran 40 miles this week, so I'm, that's awesome. you know, pretty good about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, just probably going to do a lot of recruiting this summer and, you know, once the season's over and, um, just enjoy, enjoy the su- first summer with, with our daughter. Um, that's, you know, her, her birth has given me a lot more perspective too. And so mm. she's, and she loves being around the team. So she's kind of growing up at the track a little bit, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, I don't, I think I will, here's what I would say. The difference between the men and women's team is the women's team is much more excited to, you know, see, see her, hold her and all that. <laughs> and, you know, um, the guys team is just kind of like, Oh, okay. Coach had a baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah cool well i appreciate you you coming on here is there anything that that we missed about high school college post-college i don't think so i don't think so that kind of covers it no i just had had a lot of fun running competitively i think it's awesome it's um it's fun to you know push yourself and i don't know maybe i'll convince myself to do like an ultra i've never done that so that yeah. might be <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I've convinced myself that being able to eat like peanut butter and jelly during a race is, is, has to be relatively enjoyable, but (laughs) then you have to run for a long time. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. I, so I came across your name when I was looking at the Indiana, like all time alumni list and you're number one for the steeple. And I like started when I was prepping for this interview, I like looked a little bit deeper 
and you're like top 25 on like across five different disciplines, which is pretty insane. So I think uh, that's an indicator. I think you'd be a pretty good ultra marathoner. I'm very stubborn. And so, you know, <laughs> I just, I just wouldn't quit. And so that would probably get me at least to a finish line. There we go. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you. Thank you.